I'm your host, Nathaniel Amudis. We are getting close to the start of the 2020 season for the Seattle Sounders, the reigning MLS Cup champions. Let me bring in my guest, Dave Mamoudis. Are you there? I am. Hello, everyone. And just like the Sounders, we are trying to come back for 2020 even stronger uh, with new microphones and recording equipment. So hopefully we will, you know, like the Sounders, repeat our championship season of last year. Yes, and this is, can you believe it? This is our fifth season, fifth Sounder season. Uh, doing the podcast, approaching 130 episodes. Pretty crazy. And this season uh, should have the most games in the Sounder season to date because um, well, hopefully we'll go, for, we'll go far in both the Champions League um, and in the playoffs and the U.S. Open Cup. But then we also get to play in the... Championic, the Campiones Cup. And when does that start? I've lost track of what that, that league is about. That that's not a league. That's just that's just one. Um, that's just one game. It's the winner of the last MOS Cup game. Uh, winner of the last MOS Cup plays the winner of the of, of League MX. We won't know who that is um, until those playoffs are done, uh, which which are in in a May. Uh, but that will be some. That will be in. That will be at CenturyLink sometime this summer. Um, so we will stay tuned for that. So let's go over who we still have. We'll go um, over what our starting lineup uh, we're expecting to look like. Uh, but we'll also just go over who's still with the team. Um, and uh, who who knew has been brought in. So we'll go all the way back to the expansion draft. Uh, a sounder did get picked. Brian Meredith uh, left the team again, picked by Inter Miami, and then just uh, just um, just recently he got picked up by the Vancouver Whitecaps. So he is coming back to the Pacific Northwest. I hadn't heard that. Is he likely yeah. to start for them? I don't think he will be start. I don't think he will be starting. Um probably but uh he will he is in Vancouver. He will not be playing a game with Inter Miami. Um we're we're looking at their their team. How how do you expect Inter Miami in Nashville uh to line up this year? Do you think they're going to be more LAFC or uh, Cincinnati or or Minnesota in their first year. I have not been following either team closely, so I don't know whether they're trying to follow you know the Sounders Atlanta model of actually being good, or the more traditional expansion team model of saying you know well wait till the next decade. Yes. Uh, uh, besides, so with the other like actual drafts. Not not very noticeable uh, picks for for the Sounders in the Super Draft. It's by expecting that who we picked up will just get um, numbers from the uh, we'll, we'll just get minutes on the Decoma Defiance uh, as we, we look at who who left the after our championship season. No more V Rod. Um, 
no more Brad Smith. He got signed by Cardiff. At um, least no more Brad Smith for the first half of the season. Yeah, I know you have some theories on where I he think, may go later. I think there's a good chance his contract expires with Bournemouth. I think the Sounders might be looking on, on signing him permanently. Uh, very, very possible in my head. No more Kim Kihi. Uh He's gone. Um, uh, who... who who else am I forgetting? Who who else left the team? Um, no more. How uh, can you forget, Mister Roman Torres? Oh, see, I'm I'm wearing his jersey right now, and he's off to enter Miami. Oh, I'm sorry, Torres. That's that's terrible on um, my part. Uh, we talked about Brian Meredith again. Um, I believe Saad Abdul Salam. We don't have him anymore. Um. Uh, which does raise some um, does raise some questions on 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 who's the backup if Leardum does go down. That's about the only position that I would say we have just one player who can play that. Um, Jonathan Campbell he also has been released. Um, but then in other news, it's great to see Will Bruin training uh, back with the team. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the people who who are returning and who who left the team? Um, you know, obviously we it's good that we have the 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 core of the team. Uh Victor Rodriguez was a big part of things. Roman Torres obviously was a big emotional part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, the biggest questions will be around defense. Um but yeah, we should talk about the new additions, both at defensive midfielder and central defense, that look like they could be very strong for the Sounders. So, let's talk about them. First, the new designated player, Jao Paolo, um, coming into the team. Um, me And most likely, this will mean that Christian Rodon plays out wide, um, which would allow Gustav Svensson and Jao Paulo to start. What do you think of his of this signing? Uh, definitely, he, he seems like an exciting player. Seems like you know, possibly somebody who's going to, um, you know, nobody can replace Ozzy Alonso in the hearts and minds of Sounders fans, well, well, but somebody a, who could play a big role. But he's a defensive midfielder who's more likely to get up the field, um, not and score goals. Um, with Ozzy Alonso, you expect him to get maybe one or two goals and then fire everything else 50 yards over the goal. But right, I so, expect him to give us some goals. So if you imagine him as Ozzy Alonso, the same kind of destroyer, but you know more able to hit those shots that Alonso tended to spray into the ECS section, um, that could be exciting. So it'll you know we'll have to see how that fills in. It always seems like Roldan did better from the center of the park than when he was put out on the wing. Uh, but it's also exciting to give him some more freedom to roam around and get into the offense himself. Really, I'm finding that a little surprising. If you look at his actual numbers from last year, he was scoring many goals out on the wing. Um, of course, he's definitely played more, and he's more of a central midfielder than a winger. But um, 
if he gets more comfortable, I'm expecting good things. That's true. I think he can do good things there. Maybe my my feeling that way is, you know, maybe more about the difference between Victor Rodriguez and Jordi Delem. You know, when Roldan was on the wing, it was because we didn't have Erod in, and so we tended to have a you know a weaker team overall. But it's true that if we had a strong replacement for him at central at central midfield. Uh, then it's true that Roldan can do a lot of great things when he has the freedom to roam around. And it's also true that uh, because of how many games that we have, uh, um, people like Jordi Delam and Han, Han Waterborn are going to have to step up and they're going to get minutes. Uh, That's definitely true. Play. Always nice to have extra depth when we've got multiple, uh, multiple overlapping schedules happening to the Sounders. Yeah, we still got Harry Ship. Um, in my mind, I'd probably wish we had a little more MOS experience for depth and not just have to call on Defiance players um, if we need them. Uh, but uh, but uh, we, I, I do like the players that we have on our depth chart right now. Uh, so the other news, the uniforms. What do you think? I like the two stars. Uh, Not sure about pretty much part, everything else about it. I like the green color. Uh, what what do you think of the the goalie the the goalie uniforms? The, oh, I hadn't seen the, the goalie orange. uniforms. Um, I mean, Stefan Fry always has different. some interesting varieties there. With the main uniforms, I think I really need to wait to see them in person. Yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting to see how much if you can really see the line that separates the chest to the shoulders um in images it looks pretty huge so like or like the difference right so the overall asymmetry of the uniform still seems pretty strange to me and the separation from (coughs) between the chest plate and the shoulders seems a little weird so at the moment it seems really like it's not very cohesive but if you look at some of the other uniforms, like I, I'm sorry, I mean it's the 25th anniversary. That's why they're doing this three stripe thing. I don't like it. Lot we don't have the worst uniform. You look at San Jose's uniform; doesn't even like. There's like a random yellow strip in the middle of it. But it's I, the worst I don't really understand. Far. I mean, you're wearing a 2018 uniform right now, and I think. That has the three-stripe design on the shoulders, so I don't really understand how you can say that coming back to three stripes is a special 25th anniversary thing instead of the idea, unless the idea is that we're coming back to it just on one shoulder. Okay, so the 2018 jersey that I'm wearing right now, it has the shoulders, uh, it has the three stripes going horizontal on the shoulder. That is not what the new uniform has. It has it going over the shoulder, Anyway, I agree that's that it's all different. The, that's what all the team has. The The ones on the shoulder has been a soccer uniform classic for a long time. If you look at a lot of the international jerseys, they all have the three stripes. So how, this is completely different from the opposite. How way. are you feeling about the new, the, our now returning Zulily jersey sponsor? Has that begun to seem normal to you yet? Um... Honestly, I, uh, I I don't even really pay attention to it. Um, I forgot about it after, pretty much maybe after that first game against Cincinnati last year when we wore them. And do you um, know? Do you know yet what the alternate uniforms will look like besides the one green one they've announced? Have they announced a, a black jersey or anything else? Yeah, I saw some some 
thing that didn't seem very um uh, I, I'm not sure how trustworthy it was uh that was the the another white uniform like the throwback but I, I'm not sure about that I also saw one that was a blue uniform that had white stripes so anyway, my prediction would be that you will like the new uniforms more once you have seen some Sounders score some goals wearing them. I think right that's now definitely you've, true. You've only seen one Instagram video. Uh, so let's, you know, withhold judgment. We'll see what they look like both in person and on the players. And, yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting point you're bringing up about the ultimate... Uh, uh, no, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting point you're bringing up about the alternate jersey because usually we wear those alternate jerseys for stuff like CONCACAF Champions League. So with that game coming up first, we'll see if we're put if they uh, wear those. We'll find out if they the have 20th. the new jerseys ready or maybe they'll just wear last year's jerseys because they don't want to give them away before exactly. the start of the MLS season. Maybe they'll be wearing the jerseys that don't have um, the numbers on them. Seems unlikely, though. Uh... Okay, moving on from jerseys, let's talk about uh, the other Sounders signing. Um, center back, this guy excites me. He seems like uh, Roman Torres, um, but even more... Possibly a little more polished. Yeah, and more more polished. See, still a big defender who's good in the air, good at winning challenges, making challenges. Yamar, uh, Gomez, some uh, some name that I'm not going to try and pronounce right now. Again, we'll have more guidance on pronouncing his name correctly After once we've he heard him score a few goals. goals exactly. Um, yes, I, I we'll see if if on corner kicks or. He becomes the new Roman Torres for in score prediction in score predictions. Uh, will I predict that he's going to score his first MLS kill every uh, every game? Well, first game, first goal, just as a sounder. We'll have to see about that. Uh, but what do you think about him? He'll probably slot in next to um, Ariega. Uh, Right, it looks like the Sounders, at least for now, have less depth than they had last season. So we'll, you know, we'll hope that he and Ariega uh, form a good partnership and stay healthy. It would be great to see them, you know, a consistent center back pairing for all of the games of 2020. Um, you know, they're both pretty young. They there's no reason to think they couldn't come out there and play every game if they can stay healthy. So that's what I think we're hoping for. And we do. Uh after Jonathan Campbell was released, we did pick up a new center back um, who I believe came to the team via free agency. Shane um, O'Neill, who played for the uh, um, uh, for Orlando City, uh, he's on our team. So he'll, he'll, I'm guessing, will play as much as Jonathan Campbell played. Uh, and I mean, I watched an interview with him and he was like, well, when you... You see Seattle, you know they're going to do good things and they're going to be in good places. And I've never really been at a, on a team that's been good. Um, so so you feel for him. Um, welcome to the team, Shane. Okay, let's move on. 
with the, the there was one other player who I'm thinking about who's who's brought in uh, after Brian Meredith was picked by Inter Miami. Uh, we brought in another keeper from the Chicago uh, from the Chicago Fire, uh, and um, he's he'll be behind Trey Muse. Um, even though he has some MOS experience. And I, am I remembering correctly, he's another Steph? That is correct. His name is Stefan Cleveland. Um, because now we have two keepers who are named uh, Stefan. Um, people are saying that Trey Muse should change his name to Stefan. Um, we're not sure if that has happened yet. At, at, at the start of this recording... Uh, that has not happened yet, but I mean, could happen any day now. Uh, but I think that I think that's all the, the news for the Sand, for the Sounders uh, transfer um, history over this break. Uh, you've been looking into it was just recently passed uh, an agreement from the MOS Players Union and right. Obviously, the, MOS, the best yeah. the best news is that they. The league and the players' association managed to get the collective bargaining agreement signed. You know, no no risk of a work stoppage, and it looks like you know good overall for the league and the players. We're seeing uh, fairly significant increases in player minimum and maximum salaries and total roster amounts. So hopefully, this is just another step in the continued growth of MLS, um, and you know we'll we'll continue to see um, players closer to the prime of their career, you know, choosing MLS over other options. And so, you know, again, good for the teams like the Sounders with money to spend. Uh, one other change that's interesting is the number of charter flights teams are allowed to, to take has increased to eight this season from four. You and know, all in the playoffs. All, oh, all? all the flights in the playoffs. That That is not included in the eight. All the flights in the playoffs so I guess one downside to that is it maybe lowers your chance of having the experience you had coming back from L.A. a few years back, Nat, where you, uh, yeah. you know, got to be on the same plane with the Sounders team. Exactly. Um, but, you know, probably it's more important for less well-served routes when the Sounders are coming back from Colorado or Salt Lake City, where it's probably harder to find a, a flight at the perfect time than it is from Los Angeles. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so again, good for good for people. I guess the, you know, maybe it means other teams will be better rested when they come out to Seattle. You so know, we should have a rule that other teams have to fly and coach, you know, and, and stop in uh, Alaska on the way to get out here. So what, you're lear- so what we're hearing, what I'm hearing about the charter flight thing is that most likely if you want to see the team, you should go to that game in L.A. again because why would you waste your... Your flight, your charter flight to LA, when you also have to go to Nashville and you have to go to Miami. I think that's true. So we'll have to see how the Sounders use that use those charter flights. I don't know whether they'll, you know, my guess it would be that they would use them for uh, shorter flights to less well served airports. So you know, probably not to New York and probably not to Los Angeles. But I really don't know. And as we're on the subject of traveling, the podcast is in the process of figuring out when the show will be going on the road to see our boys uh, play uh, on away pitches. Could be Portland, could be Toronto, could be Atlanta. We will be figuring that out soon. 
So let's get into some other big news that some teams have, uh, other big players uh, that teams are bringing in. Uh, Zlatan goes to AC Milan. They replace him with Chicharito. What do you think of that signing? You know, Zlatan was always sort of a mixed bag for L.A. On the one hand, he could be really interesting, but on the other hand, he didn't play defense at all. Chicharito will help with the defense, but they really haven't done anything to add to their defense, and their defense is trash. I'm happy if that turns out to be true. You know, we'll see. L.A. has always been a little inconsistent. It's hard to count them out because they've got a lot of talent. Um, You know, but no one would be happier than me to see them let in an average of, you know, two, five, ten goals this season. So there is a rumor that, well, Bradley Wright Phillips was training with LAFC. um, And I read something uh, that said he had signed with them, but not sure if that is absolutely true at the moment. Another big attacker going to LAFC. What do you think of that rumor? Again, you know, the city of LA has the advantage that every player who wants to have a a career being an extra in movies has a reason to be there. You know, not to mention the sunshine and the smog, which seem to attract people down to California. Um, So, you know, I'm sure we'll keep hearing rumors from that, from... You know, Ronaldo probably wants to have a movie career, too. So we'll we'll see next year. Maybe they'll be talking about him. Okay, so let's get into these uh, first couple games for the Sounders. We open things up in Honduras against CD Olympia. We saw them in 2015 in the group stage. Uh... Always hard to go on the road to those CONCACAF stadiums. I don't really know what the pitch is like there. You know, what part of the true uh, Central American experience we'll be getting as part of this trip. It was originally going to be played at Olympia's uh, home field, but it got moved to where the Honduran national team plays, um, which is actually where we played before when we had to play um, in Honduras. Um, when we've played both times we've played them we lo- we lost in Hon- in Honduras I think it was just one zero um, and then we uh, we we beat them two one after they had the early lead in Seattle but both of their one goals came from now the Houston Dynamo attacker Albert uh, Alice um, they don't have him anymore hopefully that means that they cannot score goals. Uh, but you know, that, anyway, yeah. obviously always a difficult place to go play. You know, hope, we'll hope the Sounders are ready and fully woken up at the beginning of the season. And, you know, obviously the goal would be to go down there and get a result and then finish it up a week later back at EntryLink. Uh, so the Sounders are playing on Thursday, the 20th uh, of February. Um, that game is at 7 p.m. Pacific. Um then they come home the following week, uh, same time, uh, on the 27th um, at 7. And then their next game uh, to open the season is against Chicago on Sunday. Um, do you expect the same lineup to be played on all three of those games? You know, I'm sure that would be Brian Schmetzer's preference to have a 
a steady lineup, but obviously it depends on health and travel and, you know, how many choices he has. I'm pretty sure the next round of the CONCACAF Champions League starts. It starts, it might even be just the next week um, after that game against Chicago if we are to advance. Um, of course, unfortunately, we will be unable to attend uh, that home game against uh, Olympia. Um, so hopefully the Sounders can get a, a, a big lead. Uh, I would expect uh, the Sounders to play their strongest lineup for those first two games. Um, and then and then again play. I, I don't expect their... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say. I don't think... I think there would be at most two changes for the first MLS game. And that would be maybe only uh, Buana and DeLem come in, depending on how Svensson are doing. Svensson I mean, again, you know, we we don't have anyone, as far as I know, who we, you know, we think of as a player who, you know, can't play twice in a week, who needs to be rested. You know, nobody's in sort of a Chad Marshall situation like that. And the most... Person, the person who's most in that situation would be Svensson, would, would you say? I, I mean, you're right. I guess now, now right he's now. the old man of the team, but, you know, so far he's been pretty good shape, hasn't had a lot of injury problems. Again, obviously, you know, I'm sure Brian Schmetzer doesn't know what his starting lineup is going to be until the day before, so you and I probably don't know either, so it'll be interesting for all of us to see. Okay, but with that, we're going to predict the starting lineup, so... Let's get into that. So, uh, who are we going between the posts? I mean, uh, uh, Cleveland, um, Muse? Some, some stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, obviously, Fry is going to be uh, between the posts. Uh, and then, center back, we have uh, Yomar um, and um, Javier. And then, Lierdam. Who's starting? New who? Jones. Um, I guess I would assume Nuhu, but obviously, you know, he's always a wild card every time he steps onto the pitch, so I haven't heard much about how he's been showing up in training. I'm going to say Jones because, uh, first off, if you think about just like in the playoffs, who's getting the start? Jones was, of course, that was because Victor Rodriguez couldn't start. Um, uh, couldn't start. Um, so n- now... Uh, that we have um, Joe Paolo, and we want to have uh, Rodon, Morris, and Svensson on the field. I think Jones will, will play mostly just left back this year until we sign Brad Smith. Then maybe he'll move up. Or he'll move up um, when we're resting some players because of a congested schedule. Because I, I could see... Because New Who will play a lot. New Who will come in um, if games are congested, and then um, and then Jovan Jones will play midfield. Now, do you predict the Sounders will come out again in a four-five-one of some form? Uh, I do. Um, uh, I think their team could obviously work well. We could just go for the four-four-two, but we're going to play the four-five-two. We'll play. Uh, the defensive midfields will be Paolo and Svensson um, underneath uh, Ladero, and then out wide, Morris, um, 
and, and Rodon. Yep, and Rodon. With Rui Diaz up top. And then we'll see uh, how much uh, anyone else can get on the field, you know, if all those people are healthy. You know, we have the usual suspects as the subs coming off the bench. Yeah, I'm expecting the substitutes to be Bruin, New Who, and Buana um, if our team is at full health. Um, or Smith when he arrives again. I'm right. calling it. He's coming back to the team. Just like Landon. I was right about Landon Donovan coming back to the league. Smith is coming back to the Sounders. Watch it happen. Nat's always right. Um, and on that note, let's do a score prediction for the first game against Olympia. Uh, what is your score prediction? I will predict 1-1. Who's scoring? Um, let's go with Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris with the goal for David Maymoudis. I'm going to say Jao Paulo uh, is going to score... Um, Sounders are going to win 2-0 uh, in Honduras. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say Morris gets the other one. So 2-0 for me, 1-1 from you. Uh, nevertheless, the away goal um, is huge. Of course, there is no extra, t- or the yeah. There is no extra time. If they are tied, it goes straight to penalties in this competition. Uh, But I think that covers um, our championship offseason. So, as we get closer to the kickoff for the 2020 season and the road to the Fen Hard Cup, Remember to keep your scarves up. <laughs>